Welcome to this week's deep dive. This week for our Promo Kitchen deep dive, we have Heather Young from Geiger. Welcome, Heather. Thanks. Right. So this week we kind of talked about how you introduce the industry to someone and how you bring people in. So do you want to give us a quick overview of your path into promotional products and your, your time at Geiger? Which sounds like a prison sentence and I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm not sure that path is the right word for how I got to promote. <laughs> it's probably more accurate, both, you know, as a verb and as an act. <laughs> um, basically for me, it was a, it was a case of, I was moving back to Maine and looking for a position that had, that needed my sort of skill set, And everybody told me how fantastic Geiger was. And so I came and applied for the first job offered and it was in corporate programs. I was handling inventory for them, basically just um, keeping an eye on purchase orders, setting up new items, that sort of thing. Um, moved into IT, basically doing the same thing on the Geiger whole side of things. And then uh, wanted something a little, I wouldn't say less data driven because social media is very data-driven, but a little bit more creative since they generally frown on you taking creative license with um, product setup. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved over to the social media and copywriting in Geiger Marketing. So I've been there about six years, pretty much two two years per job, more or less. Okay, yeah, I love, I love like it's the trip. You kind of end up being like, okay, I hear about this, whatever. What is promotional products again? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that was where our kind of idea for this week's topic came from was this idea of like, how do you, how do you tell what this industry is to someone coming into it? How do you entice people into it? How do you even say what it is like, and it's beyond your elevator speech of, you know, like I always joke is my elevator speech is I'm a custom awards manufacturer. Yep. It's as weird as it sounds. And, <laughs> and, 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 and no, not the trophy, not the like little league trophies. It's something yeah. much fancier. Um, so we had our question is you're talking to someone, our question, our tweet was you're talking to someone interested in joining the industry, but you only have time to tell them one thing about promotional products. What's the one piece of advice you give? And so you went, it's all about the interpersonal connections. If they remember that they won't go wrong and that it's a great place for unconventional thinker. So two things to tackle there is, interpersonal connections. How would you describe that to someone as like, that's the value of promotional products? Well, I think what it comes down to is a promotional product, while yes, it's a thing and just an inanimate object in, in most cases, what it is, is it something you're giving or selling to someone else that represents your brand? And so the connection is between you, the individual, or you, the company, and the person on, that's receiving it on the other side. Um, when I was quite a bit younger, I was um, in the whitewater kayaking field. And one of our big events, we would go to these river festivals. And one of our biggest sources of excitement was going to the, the kayak manufacturers that were showing up to represent themselves and getting the swag, whatever it is they had to offer. I still have a fair amount of it. And it was beloved. And I can tell you the companies. And I, in some cases, I can still remember getting them. So it's that kind of connection. It was 20 years ago and I still know those things. Yeah. It's that like emotional connection to yeah. the event, the spirit, the brand, the everything for it. So right. 
Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So how would you describe it as a great place for an unconventional thinker? Like where with your role, because you're not in sales, it doesn't mean that you're not seeing everything that goes on in promotional products. So where is unconventional thinking helped you into this role um, or this industry? Well, I think hmm, for me personally, I'm not sure. Well, all right. For one, for, for one thing, conventional thinking about <laughs> a lot of cases, it's the surprise and delight. If you manage to be an unconventional thinker, then you present something that people are used to seeing, but you're presenting it in a way they didn't expect. And then they're, they're more likely to remember it. And of course, I'm frantically trying to come up with an example and I can't. But I know when I go to the trade shows, when I go to the Geiger Expos, um, and I see what some of the vendors are offering, you know, they're the real, in some cases, the real unconventional thinkers. They bring in these products that I'll look at them and I'm thinking, who would ever have come up with that? And it's amazing. And it sells. Yeah. People love it. People remember it. And it's worthwhile. In a lot of cases, we have um, some of the women, well, and the men, in Geiger Marketing, they, they do this incredible job of putting together, you know, a branded package. You know, the, the right items, the right logos, the right colors. I don't know how they do it. I'm nowhere near as visually capable as they are. I'm all about the words. So just seeing what they can put together is stunning to me. And they're some of the best unconventional thinkers I know. Yeah, I and I think that's the really interesting part is like, I think whenever I've described this industry to someone, to simplify it, it's always been like, you know, like branded t-shirts and branded pens, yeah. like that kind of Boring. thing. Yeah. yeah, and you've taken like the most simple items that are out there and just describe them as like that free stuff you get instead of like, here's how you use this this way or here's how a product gets used in a way you didn't think of and right how you sell it and like even how you like position it or yeah like it, and it's interesting is like how like i'm gonna say the wrong word so i'm not even gonna try prevalent no uh how everywhere everything is is like i went to a beer festival this weekend and i would say over like 75% of the people there were wearing a branded shirt from a brewery mm -hmm. or they had sunglasses or they had hats or yeah. they were like the breweries were selling merchandise there. Yeah. And then like, and then this one guy, he was giving away these hats and they just looked like they were floral patterns. So they were kind of interesting and he was giving it away to everyone. So like everyone at that festival had one of his hats and it's that idea of like, yeah, they're giving away things, but all of a sudden his product brand is in front of every single person and everyone wants one of these hats. And so it's like, so you can say, I do the t-shirts and everything, but you can also say like, I do the coveting. Like I do like, you know, the unconventional thinking of like, instead of just giving away free hats, his goal was to get his brand out everywhere in a cool way. Right. Yeah. I was volunteering for American Whitewater this weekend at a, another river festival. And somebody came up to the booth and they wanted the shirts, not from this year, because they'd already gotten that one. They heard we had shirts from previous years because, you know, there's the coolness factor of, yeah. having, you know, the, the 2007 American Whitewater shirt, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And he was so disappointed that we didn't have any. He's like, well, can you make more? And I'm like, I'm not sure you get the point here. Those were 
for the event. <laughs> 2007 was a couple years ago. So we don't make that one anymore. Oh, well, will you have it next year? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what, though? You'll be going through like a bunch of old boxes and you'll find it and be like, wish yeah. I had this number. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I've got one at home. <laughs> yeah. So in all your travels of shows and everything, what's the weirdest product you've seen where you've just been like, I didn't know this was a thing, but I totally get that it is. Um, hmm. Wow. There are so many things that you see. You know, it's funny. I think we talked about it actually last week in the promo chat, but there's that, that weird uh, silver fidget rollery thing that goes on your wrist. That yeah, the, oh my God. I'm addictive. Like yeah. just, I can remember us getting the sample and we usually, what happens is everything gets, gets sent to Cambodian and then she brings out all the products and then all of marketing will come and look at it and talk about it and think about which ones we want to keep, which ones we don't, which, you know, fill a, a niche that we don't have filled right yet. Um, which ones would be great as an alternate. And I still remember that one. And she was, you know, continuing to talk about the next product. And I don't think a single person heard her because we were all just fighting over it and trying to figure out what you could do with it. <laughs> of course, somebody's struggling with trying to get, get it into the big ball shape and then back out again. So we had a great time with that one. Yeah. Fidget spinner. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in, all in on the fidget spinners. I used to work with somebody who was constantly, constantly spinning one. And it got to the point where I just wanted to slap it out of his hand. <laughs> I'm always amazed where I'm like, really? Why is like, I saw a fidget spinner that was like also a Bluetooth speaker. And I'm like, but you spin it and the sound goes weird. So I guess you could talk through it like a fan. Maybe. Sure, maybe. You yeah. know what? Someone out there has found like the right audience and the right like target for it and the right like decoration. And yep. they're probably shouting while listening to this being like, it had a market. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything does have a market. It's just whether it's a big enough one to make it worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like does this, I mean, our conversation on promo chat devolved into like condoms as a marketing tool and and there was a bigger market than any of us thought of. There's a whole section on stage. And like the more I think about it, I was like Toronto, the city of Toronto every year has like a condom decorating contest of like, you know, and it's a public health thing. And so it's like, okay, if you make them like cool to get and covet, anyway, well, it works, it's popular and they've been doing it for years. So I can remember there was on, um, I listened to this podcast. Well, it's an NPR show. Wait, wait, don't tell me. And they were just, they had an interview with an Olympic skier, downhill skier. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they were asking her about rumors. They heard that there was a, a, a bowl of condoms at the Olympics and it was constantly empty. And she said, well, I'm not going to say they were used, but she said, come on, if you went to the Olympics and they had Olympic branded condoms, wouldn't you take them? And everyone's like, point taken. <laughs> It becomes the covetable swag of like, oh, hey, look what I got from this one tie. <laughs> kind of like, you know, you go to the White House and you get all those like little M&M things. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take them. Like, yeah. I need them, but I really want them. <laughs> I used to work at a winery and people were stealing the wine glasses out left and right. I can remember there was this little old lady and she cleared the whole table. There were 12 and I, usually one or two, we generally didn't bother to say anything. 
but she took 12 classes. And so, you know, we're basically shaking down this little old lady. You How know, is she carrying them all? I'm impressed by this. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I, I admire your spirit, miss. Yeah. You got to give them back. Or maybe get a bunch of friends that can pocket them as well. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't support stealing, but you know. Feels smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like always take the pen at the hotel. Always take the cool glass. <laughs> there was somebody who started working here recently and he was saying that early on one of his techniques was to actually um, make sure that his pens he every time he went to a bank, he put a bunch of his pens in the in the cup holders there. And he's like, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure it was the right thing to do, he said, but it worked. And I'm like, well, fair enough. Yeah. Or it's like uh, when they had, again, it's unconventional thinking is with pens, it was like this pen was stolen from. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, it's definitely going to get stolen, but it's also a great advertisement and people are yeah. sharing it. And yeah. yeah. And again, like the goal to get your product viral and interesting and people to covet it, to surprise and delight. It's all, it all works together. <laughs> Well, yep. awesome. Well, Heather, thank you so much for your time. And thank you to Maple Ridge Farms, who's our sponsor for everything. And we look forward to uh, finding, seeing you again on the internet. And you are at Geiger Gets It. <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity. This was fun. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And remember, everyone, join us every week, Wednesday at, 12, at noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern time for <laughs> and follow the hashtag Twitter because we know you're following us. So just jump in and join in on the conversation. <laughs> Take care.